All right, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Brian. I'm here with Israel, Vince, and Steve. Uh, Steve is our good friend from a long time ago. Um, he's in. He's a singer from the band Cave Bastard. Uh, and today we're gonna talk to Steve about his band, how things are going, uh, what's coming up, and stuff like that. And then uh, after that, we're gonna kind of go through. Uh, some news of uh, metal stuff happening here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about the different bands that are uh, have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, you know, a lot of news with a lot of local scene. And if you haven't heard about San Diego bands, this is uh, the show for you. So yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, after we talk to Steve, stick around because we're gonna you know talk about a lot of these bands. Um, a lot of the the content we got about the bands is from uh, a little group on Facebook, the SUMetal.org group and we just asked like bands like what's been going on so this is what they said mm -hmm. um so anyway uh welcome steve thanks guys it's a pleasure to be here you know i mean uh, i've been tuning in since the start of metal swap talk and what you guys are doing is cool so it's just an honor to be here thanks for the invitation of course and you volunteer at the swap meeting yeah you do. yeah you're, you kick ass if you go to the metal swap meeting You've seen Steve. That's right. So if you see a guy with uh, <laughs> long hair and usually a straw hat and, uh, you know, freaking out until the final hour, you know, that's uh, that's going to be me. So <laughs> he keeps everybody in shape over there while we're getting drunk and doing nothing. <laughs> we appreciate your help, Steve. Oh, yeah, it's, it's an Honestly. honor. You know, I mean, what you guys have been doing has been has been great. Um, you know, it's starting with the first one right here at Metal Headquarters, right in the front yard. Um, you know, uh didn't volunteer that day, but I did uh, sell uh, $1 Coors Lights out of a, out of a cooler. <laughs> Coors Lights cans. So, uh, yeah, so those were the days. Those were the yeah. days, man. Simpler times. Days. Exactly. But no, it's, it's great. You know, any, any way that, uh, that I can help for the event, you know, for, for San Diego Metal, help put uh, San Diego Metal on the map, uh, which I think that it has done. It's been a great service to the metal community, so it's just it's an honor and a pleasure, and you know, I get to hang out with you guys. You know, I've known you guys for a long time, and yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a great honor for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, for people that don't know you, I mean, like, yeah, obviously, I've known you for almost close to twenty years or something. Close to that. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe uh, give some people a background about uh, about you and like your, you know, you're you're dealing with metal and everything, being in bands and. Well, uh, shoot, uh, first got interested in being in a band probably when I was 13, so we're talking, you know, probably about 23 years ago. Uh, you know, first started uh, wanting to be in a band mainly because I was uh, got to know the guys in Civil Unrest. If you remember that band, they were from Oceanside. Uh, that's what really inspired me first, and it was in middle school is when I met Brian Shuff, who we all know that I was, we were in the same band together, Gut Rot, mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s. He went on to be in Deathy Vacation. Yep. And, um, you know, we just got together, started, uh, started, I didn't even play bass at the time. I was like, I'm just gonna do vocals. Didn't know what I was doing. We were just a bunch of kids in my bedroom, you know, <laughs> just him on a guitar and, you know, me with a microphone and an old reel-to-reel -reel that my dad had probably since the early 70s. So, uh, so yeah, so, you know, went through high school and, you know, jammed out. That was where, that was when I met uh, our good buddy Jeff. We all know Jeff. Uh, Jeff Karecki, Jeff Gutrot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, we had our band Gutrot for a good number of years. And um, then, uh, you know, eventually in the late 2000s, we became Ritual Torture as our sound began to change. And, uh, 
you know, uh, unfortunately, virtual torture ceased, but uh, I got the call from my old buddy Troy about, you know, six and a half years ago. He had started a new band and uh, you know, started a band called Cave Bastards. So I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, I mean, we didn't have a name yet, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, you know, I'd been around, you know, for a while up until that point. Uh, you know, it was thanks to to the old sdmetal.org metal forum that I think a lot of us met each other and sure, a lot yeah. of us became friends yep. and reaching out and getting to know people and stuff. So um, so I could say, you know, I probably wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for for, for you and Jared and to get really that site going. So well, we gained as much out of it as you did too. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good time. It kind of like pre-social media. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. It's, like so the first time I met some of you guys were at, uh, at the Xanth, you guys played there. Yeah, the Club yep. Xanth, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys weren't even old enough, right? Well, at the time, well, that Xanth, was all ages. It was all ages, oh, yeah. yeah. So if any of you are familiar, Belching Beaver is still there, Belching right? Belching Beaver on yep. 30th Street, North Park is where Club Xanth used to be. Yeah, so, so was, and before it was called Club Xanth, it was called the Empire Club. Yeah. Yep. So Club Xanth was mostly like a, a goth club. Uh, a lot. They had you know a lot of golf dance nights, golf acts and stuff. But it was uh, what one Sunday a month, I believe. It was the Catacombs, which was first started by yeah. Dave, Dave, Lewis. Dave Lewis. Dave Lewis. Yes. Yeah, Dave Lewis. Yeah, Dave yeah. Lewis. And then it was taken over by uh, Dusty Mulkey, who we also know as Scorn Eternal from Eternal Unborn. If yeah. anyone remembers that band. Uh, and so yeah, uh, we got to play. I think a couple of Catacombs. We did one with Stormbringer. I remember. I think in April of '02. Yeah, they were good. Uh, yeah. And mind you, this is Gut Rot back in the day, so we played with Stormbringer. Uh, maybe Season of Decay was on that bill too. Noctuary was on that show. Yeah. Noctuary yeah. was on that show. Uh, and they, then they kind of became a house house band after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got. To, I mean, Noctuary got to come down and terrific guys. By yeah, the way. we're all just like terrific guys. So it, was, it was like. It was like hanging out with your friends while singing a great band. Yeah, I mean, also too with 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 Noctuary and then even you know a related band Winterthrall. Winterthrall. You yeah. know, we got to become such good friends with them. We, we kind of forgot that they were not from San Diego. You know, they were yeah. from L.A. Orange County, but it was like they were so rad. It was just really cool just to always see those guys and hang out with them. Um, but anyway. Uh, Later on in 2002, September 1st, uh, Gut Rot with his original lineup actually played our, our final show, and we played with uh, Dota Cameron from TJ. It was their first U.S. show. Uh, Opus Majestic, you remember the, the Christian black metal band? Mm -hmm. uh, as well as, uh, see, who, who played after us? I think it was just maybe four bands. I think Season of Decay. I think Season of Decay played after us, yeah. But, but right. yeah, but that was a, a fun show, and yeah, we were all just a bunch of teenagers, yeah. you know? So anytime that we played like the playhouse, you know, we had to hang out outside until it was time for us to play and <laughs> tear down our gear and leave, you know, and same thing with brick by brick, you know, it, you know that was it. I mean, you, just, you get into it young, you pay your dues by not being able to hang out. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. So. Um, different times. <laughs> yeah, way different times, for sure. Way different times. But, um, but yeah, you know, and uh, you know, it, it, we all remember Guts. So he used to throw a lot of parties in a central area of San Diego, where a lot of us got to hang out and listen to metal and headbang and drink Ava's Bush and <laughs> was disgusting <laughs> liquor in existence. I just got sick when you said it. Yeah. Oh, I threw up in my desk. <laughs> oh. So if, if you ever want to look it up, it's called Ava's Bush. It's a, a liqueur from this small town in Germany. I mean, it. I'd rather drink fucking rubbing alcohol than this <laughs> shit. I mean, it's got this weird, like, cinnamon, 
cinnamon taste. I thought it was like that orange kind of hand soap weird. No, it's more like a. Weird. I remember it being herbally, but very in herbally. A bad way. It's like, like gin times a million. It, it's ugh. just completely awful, and it, it gets you really fucked yeah. up. Yeah, and, and you get insanely drunk after like just one or two shots of that. And if you get carried away, your night is fucking ruined. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna think that you're dying. Yeah. And uh, yeah. If you get carried away, you're gonna get carried away. Yeah, like literally carried away. Exactly. It's, it's bad stuff. Yeah, it's it's so, pretty gnarly. Good time. So, um, so fast forward to Cave Bastard. Yes. Um, yeah. What's going on with that? Band originally was started by uh, Troy Oftedal, ex Cattle Decapitation. Um, you come into Cave Bastard. Tell us a little bit of how, how all that came about, and uh, you know how how, that, how that's been working for you. Well, uh, so so Troy originally started uh, what was to be Cave Bastard back in June of 2014 with uh, with our original guitar player Nick Padrone, and um, and so uh, you know uh, if any of you know Sal Gallegos, he's the drummer. He's the drummer from Some Girls Secret Fun Club. He's been around a really long time. Uh, runs 31G Records. Uh, so, so he came in on drums. Uh, a friend of uh, Nick's came in. A former band member, Chase, came in. So they just needed a vocalist. So about August of that year, I get a uh, get hit by Troy. I talked to him in a while. And he's like, "Hey man, you know we're looking for a vocalist. You know I, I've always liked your style. You want to come and jam? Like, yeah, fuck it, sure. I got nothing else going on. I mean, I think at the time I was playing bass with you. Yeah. Uh, if any, every I'm sure you know out there, our friend Israel has a really killer Pantera tribute band, Domination CFH. I played bass in that band for a few years, I would say. Like a lot of four fun. Four years? Something like that, four years, yeah. Four years. So uh, that's what I was doing at the time. Wasn't doing anything vocally. Uh, had just uh, changed career paths as well. And so I was going through a lot of change at the time. So I started jamming with them. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, okay, you know, the style at the time wasn't necessarily what I was used to. But I was like, hey, fuck it. You know, I'll give it a shot. And so as time went on, you know, we started having uh, revolving door members and stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, our buddy Steve Reed came in on drums, uh, who was in the band Age of Collapse, fucking killer ass band. And so that was when we started working on what was going to be uh, our full length album. So we recorded what was, what was to be our full length album called The Bleak Shall Devour the Earth. I believe it was uh, October 2016. And we also recorded some songs uh, for a split we did with our friends from Texas Black Ops, which has our friend uh, Morgan. He was in Kill the Client, if you guys remember that band. Um, and so uh, we, we put that out. And then about uh, in 2017, and then in March of 2018 is when we put out our first album, Leech Shall Devour the Earth, which was actually recorded here over at uh, Audio Design over on uh, El Cajon Boulevard and Rolando Boulevard. And is there a college area? Yeah, it's in the college area of yeah. San Diego. And they have a recording studio. It's actually the same recording studio that Cattle recorded Karma Bloody Karma. Oh, but okay. they remodeled the studio so cool. it's in much better condition than it was back then. And uh, we actually flew down uh, Billy Anderson, legendary uh, engineer, as it likes to be called, uh, <laughs> Billy Anderson, to record it. Um, so we did a couple of tours to support that and got to work on our second album which uh, we actually recorded last year. Uh, we recorded it beginning of March of 2020, uh, right as the pandemic was hitting. <laughs> and uh, we went out to Denver, Colorado and recorded with um, amazing engineer and producer, David Taro, mm -hmm. who I'm sure some of you know, he's done the last few Cattle Decapitation records. He's done Primitive Man, Cephalic Carnage, 
I believe he's just done the new Artspire album. So, uh, so yeah, he's was a thrill to work with for sure. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Uh, uh, a little insight: Steve played us the album, but we can't play it for you guys. Yeah, but, or tell uh, you what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fucking good. I gotta yeah. tell you, it was really fucking good. Hope you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Thanks. I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that you know, obviously you know living through a global pandemic i mean it happens what once every hundred years it's uh-huh. nothing that we're used to it's uncharted territory so to have to sit on this album for nearly a year have it put on ice has been kind of excruciating yeah. because uh you know out of, out of the recordings i've done since i was a kid this is by far my most favorite recording i've ever done i mean as, as far as what i feel that is my potential as a vocalist uh and just the overall production value I'm just really stoked on and uh, I mean I'm not gonna say that we're, gr- we're groundbreaking or we're gonna you know start you know changing the whole landscape but I honestly think that it's 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 good enough that people are gonna take notice once we put it out oh fuck yeah so it's, it's fucking good no, it's, uh, it's a great album did you I didn't ask you this when we're listening to it. Do you guys have an album cover and everything ready? Yeah as a matter of fact uh, the artist Varisis Otak uh, from Indonesia he uh, did our our first album cover, he, uh, as well as the split we did with um, with Black Ops. He did that. He's also uh, he he redid our logo. Uh, he has he done now. He hasn't done any shirt designs for us yet, uh, but he's done stuff for Cattle Decapitation. He's done stuff uh, for a bunch of other bands. So um, he's a really really killer artist. You know, sometimes it's you know it's easy for things to get lost in translation a little bit when you don't speak the same language as somebody. Sure. But you figure out a way, and he's insanely talented, a really badass, Varisis Otak. He's a really, okay. really killer fucking artist for cool. sure. And uh, do you have any other information about it, like a possible like release, like range? Do you think it could be released? Uh, well, we're 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 counting on a release it this year. You know, because we sat up for nearly a year, we're eager to get it out. We don't want to have to sit on any longer. Uh, when we don't know, but we will release this album this year. Yeah, okay. that's that's what we're gonna do. All right, and uh, maybe be- before it's released, we'll do some kind of preview or have Steve back in and you know maybe get get more details on it when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're we're dying to share all sorts of information and. You know, just let everybody know what's going on and what's been going on. We got a lot of really cool stuff coming in the works, you know. So, um, you know, talking with uh, with someone, with some people that can possibly distribute it, at least digitally. So we're, we're really stoked on that. Killer. Um, tell us a little bit about how it's been working now that it's, you know, with the shutdown and everything. Is the band actively rehearsing? Are you guys holding off on that? How's it been to, to, to kind of, especially after you've recorded an album, having to sit on it how's it been this whole year since recording the album well i mean obviously in the beginning uh you know when we got back into town in mid-march you know uh that was pretty much when the shit hit the fan and so with everything still being unknown we're like hey look let's let's not meet up uh you know uh i i i myself uh, am an essential worker who is exposed to thousands of people on a weekly basis so it's just like hey look you know i you know let's just this is still so unknown. Let's just put off jamming for a while, and so uh, we we put put it off for like a couple of months. Um, since the recording, and now we've actually gone through a couple of lineup changes. Uh, so we we got uh, two new members in the band that we've been uh, 
um, needing to teach the material, have them get it down. So I would say since May, we have been meeting up to rehearse, but of course we make sure to take safety precautions. You know, um, none of us obviously go out and have any type of social life whatsoever. I mean, this is the first time I've seen you guys probably in a year. Yeah, <laughs> for a little more, a little longer than that. I, yeah. I, think, I think the last time I saw you guys was uh, January of last year when Daniel Boyd came down. Yeah. That was the, at the at, we went to the what was it the, the China Club the oh, yeah Chinatown Chinatown we went down yeah. to Chinatown Bar China which is now called. Brooklyn Bar and Grill. Brooklyn Bar and Grill. Get the fuck yes. out of here. What? Oh. Yeah, I guess they got mi mistaken for a Chinese place too much. And got <laughs> Chinese food place, so they got kind of yeah. like, wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, so we've been, you know, because, uh, you know, we got a lot of, we got some stuff coming up that we can't really announce yet. So we're just making sure, hey, look, we got to be prepared, we got to be ready. Um, of course, you know, there's no shows happening anytime soon, which is good, you know, because, uh, you know. With the vaccine being distributed, it, definitely more people need to take it before any any shows can happen or tours. Sure. Uh, I've seen some people trying to uh, put together some shows, anyways, which I think is a dumb idea. Like backyard shows and yeah. shit. I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we all just have to wait it out. Exactly. Oh. Just wait it out. You know. I mean, it's something that can probably happen later this year or early next year, but. Uh, you know, in, in my own personal opinion, for anyone that's in a rush to do shows or whatever, to me, it dishonors the dead. It dishonors the families of those who have lost someone close. Uh, it dishonors the effort that we have all put in to, you know, stay safe, not spread the virus. And, uh, you know, overall, it's just, in my opinion, just uh, uh, trying to stroke one's ego. You know, like, here, I'm going to be the one to put on shows. It's like, for what? You know, it's like it, it doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Please, anybody out there, don't put on any shows. Don't go to any shows. Let's wait this out. We're the lights at the end of the tunnel. We can do this. You know, we just got to come together. We all want to go to shows, but exactly, yeah, yeah. Shit. exactly. And if people start having shows now and shit starts getting worse, well then, bands like us, your favorite touring bands, that's prolonging them not being able to hit the road as well as it's depriving them of a living. You know, for the bands that make a living off of touring, you know, this has taken away a big chunk of their livelihood. So oh, yeah. for, for, you know, like local bands that want to do these local shows to stroke their own egos or whatever, it's just, it's, it's hurting the people that actually depend on this. And not just them, but, you know, uh, sound people, riggers, uh, you know, anyone that, that makes a living off of touring, even if you're not a musician, you know, they need stuff to go back to normal sooner rather than later. So rushing it, it was is actually going to have the reverse effect and prolong it. Sorry. Unless yeah. you're in, at church, you can have live music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So apparently they have that loophole. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have funerals there too, so. Yeah, exactly. They need to be there. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Um, yeah, I don't got anything else for Steve at the moment, do you? <laughs> uh, are we out of time? No, we have time. Yeah, we got some more, you got something? Some more time. Um, new album, I mean, the last album you guys recorded. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that recording process went for you? Uh, I know you were talking about us about this earlier, that it was slightly different than, than what the way you've done recording before and how you prepared for all that. Right, you know, and so, uh, you know, through, through one's experiences, you know, I mean, we, we all, we would hopefully learn from past mistakes. So, um, 
you know, my approach to to doing this album is not even just mine, but the entire band's in general. So, uh, we just need to make sure that we were much more prepared than from the, the last album, and to really take the time to, you know, just perfect our sound as good as we can, be at the top of our ability, and so uh, rehearse our rehearsals leading up to it. We kept reminding each other, guys, we got two months. Guys, we got one month. Guys, we got two weeks. And so we really just put the pedal to the metal and just rehearsed, 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 rehearsed. And as far as my own personal preparation, you know, I made sure to just uh, exercise on a regular basis, especially DDP yoga. If anyone's familiar with that, it's one of the best workouts I've ever done, but it really helped me expand my breathing, expand my abdomen. Um, and so when we actually uh, got there to record, I made sure to exercise every day I was there. Um, didn't drink any alcohol, so I didn't dry out my voice. Uh, you know, drank hot water with honey in it to preserve my voice. And so I just went at it with a different mindset of just conditioning myself. I mean, it's like when you, you know, anytime you see a professional fighter, they don't go in there, you know, just like oh, they they did a couple of sit-ups or whatever. No, they they condition their bodies to be as prepared as they possibly can to be in the zone. And so I just made sure, like, look, I'm going to be in the zone. So. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, just took a, a different approach to it and, you know, I, it actually paid off. I mean, I'm glad that it did because, uh, you know, I was never happy with any of the vocal performances that I did on any previous thing. I mean, I was like, oh, I could do this, I could have done this, I could have done that better, this, this, and this. But with this one, I was like, all right, I nailed it. I did what I set out to do and I'm actually like stoked on it. And I really don't say that ever about the things that I do, so. The vocals are so good, it was like almost hurting my throat. <laughs> Listening to it, it was just like this, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty brutal. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I made sure, you know, to like just put as much energy into it, you know, because like, you know, when you listen to some of your favorite bands and you listen to some of your favorite vocals, you know, especially like in the death metal genre or in the black metal genre, and you listen to those vocals and you think, like, wow, it actually sounds like this guy's dying. You know, yeah. it sounds like this guy's in pain, he's in agony. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how can I translate that feeling as well? I mean, honestly, I mean, it, it sounds kind of, you know, weird when it comes to, oh, metal and her, but you gotta have the feeling with what it is that you're doing and right. really believe in what it is that you're doing. Right, if the music doesn't make you feel something, why listen to it? Exactly, you yeah. know, that's what we do, is we listen to music to make us feel a certain way. You know, it's an escape from reality, you know, put us in a, in a certain mood. You know, that's the wonderful thing about art, about any art form. Right. So, uh, so you know, when it came time to doing my vocals, you know, a lot of it was done either from my knees or sitting on the floor just so I could put everything into it. And right. it's not like, hey, look, if, if I run out of air and I pass out, at least I'm not going <laughs> to fall and smack my head and Wait do some damage, you know? I'll just kind of slump over, you know? Luckily, that didn't happen, but, you know, I was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to put everything into this. You know, I'm glad it worked out that way. And, and Glad you guys dug it. Yeah, it, really good. it sounds really good. We can't wait for you guys to fucking hear it. It's amazing. Um, tell us where we can find Cape Bastard online. Shoot it. All right. Check us out on Facebook. Just look up Cave Bastard. You can check us out on Instagram by looking up Cave Bastard. Uh, we're on Bandcamp, Metal Archives. Uh, we're on Spotify. Um, not sure if we're on Pandora. We it might be. I know we're on Apple Music, Amazon Music. So yeah, just uh, check us out, give us a like, you know. Um, and Pornhub. Yes. <laughs>
Yes, Donkey Show Part 1. Your first album still available? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so, first album is still available. It was, it was released through Accident Prone Records. So you can look up Accident Prone Records. Uh, I believe the, the record store that our buddy Gary used to own, uh, Green, Green Noise Records, you can still get it through there. Uh, if you go to our band camp, you can get it through there. Uh, the name of the album is called The Bleak Shall Devour the Earth, as well as we did a split with our good buddies from Texas, uh, Black Ops. It's just called the K-Bastard Black Ops Split. So, yeah. Find it. Get it. Thank you, Steve, for fucking hanging out with us. We'll have you back when, uh, you know. Yeah, and, uh, Stevie, do you want to hang out for the like local metal like rundown? I'd love to. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely, okay. man. I mean, shit. You can tell us which bands are good, which ones suck, and yeah, how yeah. like <laughs> how, let's play a game. How many bridges can I burn today? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back with that one. <laughs>